The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Right, can we all just calm down a bit and not get too excited? Because it's Twitter's getting way too cheerful and it scares me. <laughs> so we, I'm, I'm here to bring a much-needed dose of pessimism, I think. It's episode 65 of Mike White's podcast. I'm Jack. As always, joined by KC. Hello. Are you managing to keep a lid on yourself? No, we're going up. Shut up. We've, done, we've, pre- we've pretty much done it. <laughs> oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> we've we've gone we've gone so short again for promotion that I'm starting to look at the not to be promoted price and thinking oh if I stink more on it but I can't bring myself to do it anymore but the, anyway the reason that we're so excited as we all know uh, three three games since the last podcast three wins three clean sheets and we were coming in off the back of a win and a clean sheet yeah so it's going fairly well uh, the first one post podcast is the one nil win over Reading Pablo Hernandez with goal. Uh, Fell back to, nicely after a shot. Really good turn inside. Good finish outside of his foot. Uh, basically, absolutely battered him into the ground, and they had one chance at the end. And Kiko made a really good serve. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I think me and everyone else was just sat there going, "Oh no, not again! Not like this! Come on!" But unfortunately, uh, Kiko actually made a save, and yeah, clean like you say, clean sheet, three points, and winning a game that we should be winning yeah well that was the main difference between the early season form and the bad runs I mean we suddenly started conceding a load of goals that we hadn't been before and we seem to have found a way to put a stop to that and normally I would just put it all at Phillips being back but he's missed a couple of these so yeah he uh, well this, was it, it, it was this game that it was went this off game him. he came off yeah, yeah. I must uh, admit in yeah. this game him going off after 35 minutes worried me but to be honest we were better after he went off uh, it wasn't even before the injury he was having he, he do not have many of them but he was having an off Davis day and Ben White came into CDM role and it's the best he's played as a midfielder it was a full reshuffle of the defence as well wasn't it it was out it was yeah Alioski came. came on yeah he came on went to left back Dallas across to right back Ailing to centre back Liam Cooper stayed where he was and, and Ben White moved up to midfield. Yeah, and the look, and it was like instant. They didn't seem to need any time to readjust, which I think just shows how well they drilled in training. Mm. But uh, the, the only other thing out of this, I mean, obviously, we should have scored more than we did and all of that stuff. Uh, the only real talking point was if Liam Moore had gone over instead of having a shot at the end, would he have got a penalty? Oh, yeah, I was going to say they, they were a little bit salty about that, but I... I don't think it would have been enough for a penalty. I'll be honest. I, not, I reckon he'd give it if it had gone not, down. It's not to say at this level it wouldn't get given, but because um, I think what the one, I mean, the one bright spot I thought for them throughout the whole game was um, Elise, who he came, he was the one who came in for Ajaria, wasn't it? Yeah, because Ajaria got injured in warm up. Yeah, and I missed that bit of team news because I was there with my dad. And we only got in about two minutes before kickoff. And you know what? It's like once you're in ground, if you're in East yeah. End, you don't get any signal to look at Twitter or anything. Mm. And I was just looking at him going, 
I basically thought he was a Jaria. But I thought, he don't, he don't look like that. I don't... Because I've only seen a Jaria a couple of times and I couldn't remember what his squad number was. Yeah. So I was just thinking, that can't be him. But it must be. And <laughs> it was only literally half time when I managed... To, my dad went down for smoke and I managed to get some signal on Twitter that I saw what had happened. Mm. Uh, but that was a really good, really good win. Uh, and then travelled up to Middlesbrough on the Wednesday. My second away game of the season. And I'm definitely allowed to go again because we've won them both. Uh, click with only goal in a 1-0 win. Um, uh, by the way, I, I'm, when you say away games, so Arsenal, doesn't games count. Oh, yeah. Arsenal doesn't you count. Arsenal doesn't count. You're just making it sound like our friendship doesn't count, Jack. Well, I mean, just, it barely does. Well, let's just get through this podcast. Yeah. You know, we're, we're staying together for the kids and the kids being the the few people that actually give a fuck about this podcast. <laughs> now, um, Abula, first half, I thought we were better than in the second half. In the second half, we allowed it to get a bit too scrappy and we played their game a little bit. Uh, I mean, Bamford missed that really good-headed chance in the first half. Hernandez run lucky to it post where he's on break, but good one-two between him and Clip. Click to recycle it and good finish from Click. Yeah, click with was it five goals this season, three against Middlesbrough. Oh yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think of that, but that yeah, he has got that. Surely he's got more than that. Uh, no, has he only scored no, two outside of that? Is yeah. that in league? Because he scored it at um, Salford, didn't he? Yeah, it must be. But I mean, if you remember when he scored those two against Middlesbrough, it's been a while since. He yeah, got a goal. well, it was there was talk of people wanting him dropped, weren't there? Yeah, around that time. Not, not Bielsa. No, and not anyone now. He's been brilliant these last few games. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he was excellent. We still, we still had no Phillips, but the main story out of this was no big Kev. Yeah, a muscle injury. Yeah, hamstring apparently. Which even if it's not a bad one, will be three weeks. Might as well just send him back. Yeah, no, everyone's basically saying, yeah, but it'll be awesome in Premier League next year. <laughs> That's kind of the thought process, because by then he'll have had a Bielsa pre-season. Well, it's fine, we've got Tyler Roberts. Yeah, well, we'll come on to him in not long. Uh, even in the second half of the Borough game, as much as it got scrappy and they started to get some things, there's only that Tavernier chance for it at the bar. And again, I, I, I thought that was going in for the world. Oh, like, as soon as he, it. as soon as he hit it, everyone around me like stopped. It, it, it went absolutely, definitely silent. Everyone thought it was in as soon as he hit it. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, that wasn't a nice moment. No. Uh, speaking of not a nice moment, uh, leaving the ground wasn't a nice moment. Uh, we came out, and when you come out of that way end, you go right to walk down to the train station. And the cops locked the gate and barricaded us in, basically. All of us. Okay. Which, if they'd have done that for like 10 minutes, would have been absolutely fine. But they kept doing it and doing it. And everyone's starting to get annoyed because everyone's got work the next morning, they've got trains to catch, all of that sort of stuff. I think if you're in a car, if you go out and go left and you're, you're driven up, you were okay. And you could have yeah. probably gone out that way to the train station, but no one knew until it was too late. Hmm. Uh, but the, the locked us in so that there was no crossover with Borough fans. Which, by the way, there still was. Any that stayed around were still there. But the cops were fucking arseholes. 
like basically openly taking the piss out of the fans for being stuck there. And when you say, look, we've got, we've, I've got a train to catch here, mate. How long is this going to be shut? Their attitude was basically, ah, not my problem, mate. And that's what, that's what you need. Then obviously you've got a group of that many people. If the people at the back start pushing forward, there is not much that the people at the front can do about that. Yeah. You know, that's just how crowds work. So anyway, we end up right close to the police. And the police are shouting things like, get them back or we're not opening this gate. Well, what the fuck do you want us to do? <laughs> they, were, they were fucking useless, honestly. Abs- and th- like they grabbed all the one bloke that were next to me and tried to really... And one of them looked like they were going to try and do him in. Look, luckily, all the fans just grabbed him and pulled him away. Yeah. But honestly, the fucking cops up there, absolute set of wankers. They were, they were and like opening the gate... And then the crowd go, wait, and then they just shut it again. Jesus Christ, yeah. They were just being fucking knobs about it. Yeah. But anyway, the, the one good thing is compared, obviously last time I got the train home from an away game was Wigan, and there was some awful people on it. Absolutely fine this time. Everyone was great to be around. Yeah. Although I, I must say, I did look a bit weird on the train going up because it was full of lead shirts and tins of Carlin or Stella, and I'm there in a wrestling T-shirt with tins of Punk IPA. A classier fan. No, not classier. Looked like more, looked more of a pretentious knobhead. <laughs> but if there's one thing that could make you pretentious, it's Beelzebub, and we saw some peak Beelzebub on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that, this was this was the return, and especially against a, a completely bereft uh, whole team. Yeah, that, they just, they've got nothing. No, they've probably got enough points that they'll end up okay, but... They're knackered. It's not, no, it's not nailed on by any stretch. If Wigan and Barnsley keep playing well. Yeah, the form of those two. But yeah, 4-0 uh, um, win away at Hull. Uh, deserved every bit of it. And based on the second half, it could have been like, like first half, actually, I don't think we were that good. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we really created that many chances in the first half that well. No, obviously, we went um, we went one nil up through Ailing, which was just a pot shot really that took a massive deflection, uh, yeah. and then Hernandez hit the angle with that really good effort that looked in all the way. Hmm. But after that, they switched to two up front. We went to a three three one three, and we didn't really get to grips with the game for the rest of the half. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think what they because they kind of I think initially they started out with. Uh, a three-man forward line with kind of McGinnis down the middle. Um, but again, it, it, they didn't really have a lot to work off up there. No, not much at all. But, the, I mean, although we weren't great in the first half, we were still a lot better than them. But we weren't great. The second half, I know we were against a poor team, but we were really good. Like, we really, we, we could have had six or seven just in that half. These these are the sorts of performances you can, that you want us to be putting in against teams like this at this stage, though. That you know, and it must be it must be horrible as a whole fan when you you you, you know, you're already having a at best a mediocre season, mm. and then you sell your two best players, and, and you have about eight them. more out injured. Yeah, you know there was just there's there's nothing to that whole team at the moment. It was a bit weird that they're lacking creativity and lacking some midfielders 
and then the left Marcus Madison and Jackson Irving on the bench anyway. Yeah, I did think that was an odd one. Yeah, it seemed a very strange decision. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to see us just kind of attacking at will, getting shots in, um, and just hammering them. Yeah, that was one of the other things with it that um, we had a few, we had loads more shots from distance and hit the target with them as well. Yeah, um, still a rough day for Bamford. Yeah, he I mean, he didn't really get any chances, did he? he uh, no. I mean, obviously he's going to start on Saturday and that's fair enough, but he really, he didn't have much of a game. Obviously, we went 2-0 up, crossed it, came all the way through to Costa at that post, really nice little reverse through ball, good finish from Pablo Hernandez. And we were on top there, but once we brought Tyler Roberts on, we looked so, more, so much more dynamic up top. Yeah, I mean, his movement was great. He did all the dropping in off the front that Bamford did, but he also two really good finishes. Yeah, and he he brings that extra bit of pace as well, which is like a bit frightening for defenses, especially at that stage of a game when you if you're going up against Matthew Pennington. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd back Tyler Roberts all day. Um, and I loved it with the with his first goal because he, uh, who else was it that was looking at taking that chance uh, Dallas was coming in on it I think and Dallas That's had played it. the 1-2 with Harrison back near it wasn't quite his own corner but in his own half by the touchline mm. and then you just Tyler Roberts just comes steaming into the penalty area and I'm assuming there was just a massive shout of leave it yeah and just puts his foot through it so, like you said it, it, I think that was archetypal Bielsa Right there, just from the back to the front, just passing in triangles. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, their one-two was really good. Played into Roberts, who's dropped off the front, out to Costa. Costa plays a really good through ball for Click. That, like, most people you'd think had hit that. Because mm. he's got plenty of space, but great layoff. Layoff so good that two of them could have finished it. Uh, great. Thing. I mean, that goal's he's gone kind of viral everywhere, especially with Spanish commentary because everyone's looking at going, look at what Bielsa's has got these doing. Yeah. And then the fourth goal, it's a really good lofted through ball from Click, like cross, but from a narrow angle. And that header is really difficult. Yeah, you cut it to try and get it to go at that angle, especially with what's essentially a diving header. Yeah, because there's no pace on there's there's no pace on the ball to work with. No, he's done so well for that. I was just, I was so surprised just to see it going in. To be honest, it's because it's not the sort of goal you expect Tyler Roberts to be scoring. No, it, it was, it was absolutely brilliant in that game, and uh, he will get off the bench on Saturday, I would think. But provided that's provided he can stay fit, because that's always the caveat with Roberts. But you would, I mean, I, I think it'll be unchanged because Phillips was back for this game, and I think that'll be enough. Because that was it against. Borough, because uh, Bamford played the full 90 minutes in that one, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. Which was, I think, a bit surprising, because for that we had Roberts on the bench as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, which again, would have been nice to see him trying it 15 minutes towards the end. Because the one, the, the one chance I, I felt sorry for Bamford for was the, the one that's about two yards out where it's the, the, the cross. It takes the deflection. I think it ends up hitting him in the thigh. Oh yeah, like that one's and, not and, his fault. And me and everyone else on first viewings just thinking, "Oh, for God's sake!" Yeah, I said with that one, we, it was a good touch from defender. 
What I would say is, mm. you know, an, a, a striker who's in form and getting a bit of luck and stuff like that, that probably goes up, hits him in the hip and goes in. Yeah. But it's not his fault that that didn't happen. It was just, That one was just a bit unlucky. It was that header in the first half where he's completely unmarked and just heads it with no conviction straight at the keeper. Yeah. Well, uh, you picked quite a good tactic for these games, KC, with your predictions. And honestly, at the end of the second half, uh, sorry, at the end of the first half of the whole game, I, I thought I thought it was going to come to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> well, KC went for 3-1-0 wins and we got two. I, I had 2-0 yeah. against Reading. I had us drawing at Middlesbrough because I'm a pessimist and I had us beating Hull 3-0 because I'm a pessimist, but no one's that much of a pessimist. <laughs> uh, so after that you've very ex- you've very much extended your lead uh, you've now got 59 points to my 45 but uh, the, oh. the only bit of the whole game that we haven't talked about we were better off leaving for now uh, Ilan Meslier was in goal yeah uh, he did absolutely fine yeah um, I think in the first half there was a few a few passes that kind of went that you probably put a bit too much on yeah. but few nerves. outside of that the, yeah Clearly didn't show at Arsenal, but did a whole. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. I think for him, especially in the second half, he had so little to do. Yeah, but obviously the reason he was in was because Kiko has been found guilty of making a racist comment to Jonathan Lecco. He's been banned for eight games and fined £60,000. We still don't have the report, so we don't really know what he said. Everyone on Twitter remains convinced that he said Mark the Black Guy, even though that was just made up on Waco and there is no actual evidence for it. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but... And if he had said that, it would still be against the rules. Mm. But, like, none of, a bit, none of us know. Uh, coming into this, I didn't think that Jonathan Lecco and Macaulay Bond would lie, so I thought he probably did it, but I don't know. Because of the way the FA do this process, I can still only say he probably did it, but I don't know. Yeah, it's all is it's all based on probability, isn't it? With yeah. with the FA, um, I think it was we spoke about last time with the Forestieri case. He, he was it a, a civil case? He he had taken out and and was found innocent. He in, got found not guilty in a, in a court of law, no. but yeah. guilty by the FA. So it'll be interesting if if Casilla does looks to do something similar. Um, I mean, the amazing thing was list when you kind of heard the amount of people that were going in to this hearing in in support of him. Mm. Um, you know, they, they Eddie and Ketchy was Eddie and Ketchy went there to to be a character witness. I think they got reports from it was one of his old. Goalkeeping coaches yeah, from I can't Spain. Re- I can't remember his name. It's the Espanol one, but uh, yeah, Phil Hay interviewed him once, and he's like a Cameroon international or some ex-Cameroon international goalkeeper or something like that. But I think they basically went back through all his clubs. I think Real Madrid sent something as well. Yeah, so but, I, you know, I think Le- I think Leeds did all all they could on their end. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's a bit off because, like, until we know what he said. You know, that he's got two games longer than some others seems a bit weird, but again, we don't know what he said. Well, I think we were told, because it was originally said as anywhere between six and 12 games. Yeah, because six is the minimum. Because I didn't... Yeah, yeah as it, that's, we just, there's not really a great deal you can say because we don't know. 
The only things that I can, the only thing that I can say for certain is that that should not get released within twenty four hours of kickoff. Yeah, um... and even like the fans of clubs that hate Leeds, even they've been saying that should have either happened on the Thursday or waited till Monday. Yeah, it just it just seemed a really odd time to do it, but in no way am I surprised that the FA acted like that. No, I mean, by the sounds of it, it was Leeds. A lot of the delays are down to Leeds getting so many character witnesses and stuff like that. But I do think that, even if that is the case, it shouldn't be allowed to rumble this long, even if we're the ones that did it. Yeah. This should be... If it happened... I mean, what it was... I can't remember the date of the game, but it was, like, last weekend in September. It shouldn't be going past the middle of November, surely. No, you'd think... You'd think cases like this did want to did want to sort of act on as quickly as possible, and and I appreciate that. Yet, yeah, like you say, there's there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of testimony coming in from leads and and uh, character witnesses and statements, but you know it very much needs to be a case of right. You've you've got a month to get your case together. Yeah. Um. And I think as Phil Hay had said a couple of times, it was about the FA being able to line up getting all these people in at the same time. But um, yeah, it just it just needs to be dealt with swiftly. And so it just feels to me, it just kind of felt like it wasn't a priority that, that it was able to go on this long, which it shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think more than anything else, like it needs to be dealt with as quickly as possible. Yeah. So in terms of whether we actually did it or not, we've not, we none the wiser. It probably moves the percentage from the, the level of probably I was before. I'm probably, I'm a stronger probably now, but not by much. Cause you, you, we don't know the, uh, in terms of on the football pitch, it might end up, it could even end up a good thing for all we know in terms of on the foot, on the football pitch, because I think Meslier is going to be a very good goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, and I be, think I, I think that we could well end up with him as his first choice keeper next season. Yeah, it'll be I mean it'll be interesting to see how he does. You know, this is only his. Um, did, did he play? Did he play in the League Cup games? Uh, no, he didn't play in the League Cup games. He, his, his actual debut was against Arsenal. Okay, so yeah, but so. he didn't. He did well in twenty threes, and by all accounts, he had a very good season when he did play at Lorient. Yeah, uh, everything I've seen of him now, he's, he, he's you know, he seems to play with confidence. He's he's not afraid to to pick out a pass. Um, so yeah, hopefully it shouldn't it shouldn't be too much of a breaking stride for us. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bit annoying. We have seen some of the some of the um, more twatty elements of Leeds fan base on Twitter uh, because some of them have gone a little bit. Liverpool with the Suarez everything. Mm. Uh, there is a level of defending where you're not defending your club. What you're being is an apologist for this. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason like, that Damien Camoli was in charge of all that at the time and Jamie Carragher and all the people that were involved are all head over heels apologising now. Yeah. You don't want to be that. You can be, you can have, you can be questioning what the FA have done and the way the case has been handled without having to be an apologist for racism. Mm. And there's some people not 
quite able to find that line. And I mean, that, some of them don't want to find that line. I'm sure there is a percentage that aren't bothered. They just, and there's a bigger percentage who aren't thinking clearly because it's Leeds and they just want to defend their club, which is understandable. Yeah, I think I think you know Leeds's brief statement was was fine. There was no emotional side to it. It was just we we accept the findings of the of the FA's uh, uh, hearing over Kiko Casilla, and and that's all it needed to be. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that I've not. I didn't see all the Leeds players warming up in Kiko Kassir t-shirts at the whole game and, and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. you know, I think and I, and I think Kiko's statement is completely reasonable. Uh, and there was nothing, again, nothing accusatory or anything like that. It was kind of exactly what you'd expect someone to say. Yeah, it, it is a bit weird because, like, if I knew 100% he did it, I'd be sat here saying, I hope he never plays for the club again. Yeah. And not because no one deserves a second chance and stuff. You people can learn and stop saying things like that. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I would be like, ah, fuck him. Then I out. I out worried about it. But even if it's only a one percent chance, he didn't do it with the way it's been handled. I can't castigate him completely because I don't know a hundred percent. Now maybe this FA report comes out and they've got it on video and he did do it. But. Yeah. Un- until I until we see something like that, we can't. We've just got to have him have his ban, and then, you know, if they want to send him on an education course or something, which is better than it is better than just punishing people to educate people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, tell him he's not allowed to be involved in football for a while. Yeah, that's one thing. Look- is is he allowed? Is he allowed to train and everything? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Yeah. So. Always remember that what Jordan Stevens did was worse. Yeah. Yeah, that seems a yeah, bit off d- to me. <laughs> well, again, like it, uh, you've seen it before when it's how the UEFA or FIFA have been dealing with racism, and I always go to um, the Bentner one when he was fined more for displaying uh, betting company sponsors. Was it on his boxes or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he had a Paddy Power pair of boxes on yeah yeah that was it and he got fined more for that than uh one of the countries that the euros got fined for racist chanting from their fans yeah you know when you're just thinking like where is your priority here yeah uh there hasn't been much news apart from obviously that one being massive uh it's a bit weird one thing that uh phil here wrote a thing about was um have you seen that? Well, there's a couple of Bielsa things. Uh, obviously, they always have their big video analysis session after a game. And apparently after the 40th game, he basically binned it off to just give them a, spe- a rousing speech that got like a standing ovation and stuff. Yeah. So, and we've obviously been a lot better since. Yeah. Yeah. And the other bit of Bielsa news is apparently Real Betis want him for next season. Oh, I mean... I dare say if he, it'd be interesting because again at his age he 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 could just retire now. He might do or it. at the end of the season or whenever he's finished with us. Um, but again, I I don't know. I don't know if he's 
like a high-end Neil Warnock where he just feels like he's still got one more challenge in him. Yeah, no, the, um, I mean, the noise, like the, the Leeds man, you talking to people, and a few others have said similar, is that if Leeds go up, he's giving it a go in Premier League. If he, and he's off if Leeds don't. So maybe if, maybe if we didn't go up, he might be tempted. But I think, I think they said that uh, Manuel Pellegrini is the favourite for that job. So... Okay. Once that happens, uh, we've got through this fairly quick, which on today is probably a good thing because we're going to do a longer one next time because Leeds play on Saturday, and then there's eight days off and then three games in six days, so it's a better way to split it. But uh, one thing that I do need to mention again, uh, just because it deserves plugging a lot because it will be really good. Friday, March the twentieth, the Irish Centre, the Leeds United Centenary gig. With Versantine with Whites and the Strikes and Per Henning Rakes playing. And it should be really, really good. It's 12 quid a ticket. If you go on to, uh, if you go on Facebook, the, the event's run by Paul Wilson of King of Ellen Road there and stuff. Uh, and if if you're up for it, by all, definitely get a ticket because it will be a really good night. I can, I'm telling you for certain. Uh, they they seem to go over really well when they played the fan zone before the, uh, which game was that? Bristol City? Yeah. Was that Bristol City? No, that was Reading, wasn't it? Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Reading. I'm, it mixing, was, uh, up, I'm mixing up my 1 0 wins. Ideal conditions for that one as well. Yeah, it was very, very windy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I saw a video of that. Just, and having seen what the weather was like during the game as well, it was just like, oh, it's not, it's not nice. Yeah, but it seemed, to go, it seemed to go over really well. People really liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're also. Um, I believe this is under, like, they're playing at the Griffin on Saturday before the game at about midday. Just Paul and it's Dom. Just, it's like a, a warm up tour before you start playing, like before festival season. Yeah, just which get a couple of low, couple of gigs in before you before you play the big one. Hey, we've been to them. They're always the best ones to go to. Oh yeah, because it's, it's the bands that can sell forty thousand tickets playing in front of a thousand. Who would have thought you'd love Kasabian in Bridlington? Yeah, I, that was. Was a great. I mean, gig. I knew I loved Kasabian, but Brid- but Bridlington, that was fantastic. Yeah. Only ever seen two. Only ever seen two bands in Bridlington: Kasabian and Scouting for Girls. And one of those I regret deeply. Yeah, you are a massive Scouting for Girls fan. Um, well, I just wish he'd get over being broken up with. But then he wouldn't have any songs to write. I just wish they'd get over being broken up with his Maya Dell cover band. nice and uh, a team that's taken a while to get over with being broken up with by David Wagner is Huddersfield yeah it's not it's not been a good season for that no uh, Saturday 3 o'clock they're 17 with 42 points from 36 Uh, they started horrifically they still haven't been great but since the Cowleys came in they have been better Uh, and they've won the last two they've won 2-1 home to Bristol City and then won 4-0 against Charlton which I know Charlton aren't great, but that is a good result. Yeah. Um, they've got Jonas Lossel back in game. In, in game? In goal? Having, because he left on a free in the summer, didn't he? He went to Everton and now he's back on loan. Yeah. But he's a decent keeper. Uh, I'm assuming because they've won the last two that they'll be unchanged. So at back there were Danny Simpson at right back, uh, Richard Stearman, Christopher Schindler at centre back, and then Harry Toffolo at left back. I suppose John Stankovic could play in one of those centre-back roles, but I doubt that that'll change. 
Uh, the two in middle of midfield, Trevor Chalibur and Lewis O'Brien. I could maybe see Jonathan Hogg playing over Lewis O'Brien if they want a bit more tough tackling in there against us. Mm. Uh, to be fair, the three behind the striker are really good. Chris Willock, on okay. Chris Willock Emile Smith-Rowe and Carlin Grant playing off the left. That's not bad, that. That is, that is a good set of three players. And we've also got that Alex Pritchard as well on bench. And Janino Bakuna can play there as well. And someone who I didn't even know was there has been playing as the centre-forward. Fraser Campbell. Yeah, still. I'm surprised Fraser Campbell hasn't kind of done the the tour of, you know, football's outposts. You know, go and play in Thailand for a bit. Uh, I'll have a move over to Israel for half a season, get scared by some bombings. All right, let's go to uh, Kazakhstan, have a season there. Yeah, was it was it was it Rob Earnshaw that had that? Yeah, Rob Earnshaw was the one who was uh, who left Israel after the bombing started and just went, "No, I'm not dealing with this." Yeah, which is reasonable. Uh, yeah, they've also got Steve Mounier and Elias Kachunga. Kachunga might play if they he might play like off the wing and they might move Carlin Grant up top. And uh, Steve Mounier, they might play up front because he's bigger and stronger and more of a threat at set pieces, which against us is probably a sensible thing to play. Kachunga had quite a good game against us at their place, didn't he? Yeah, so I could see either one of them happening. I could see him dropping Fraser Campbell in some way anyway, because I just don't think yeah. he's that good. Uh, I shouldn't say that, because now he's going to score. Uh, they've... Uh, like says, with those two Arsenal loanies, Danny Simpson's a decent right-back to have at this level. I didn't re- realise Richard Simon was still playing. No, he's another one who I kind of forgot about. Oh, he must be knocking on a bit now. I'm going to guess 34 for Richard Stearman. Uh, well, you have one sat by a laptop. I think you'll probably be about right. Now, uh, ve- these aren't much of a side, but the oh, one thing is that they will be up for it. Yeah, he's only 32. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they always they always get themselves up for it, but, you know, it's a home game. We've got a pretty decent record against Huddersfield at home. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my tactic at this point. I'm just gonna stick to a one 0 win. Yeah, that's not unreasonable to do. It's it's, it's served me well so far. Uh, I'm behind, so there's no point in me going one nil. Uh, I'm gonna say we'll be we'll win three one because that's my one to go for. Uh, the only other thing to talk about is our team. Will there be any changes, barring an injury? Um, it's hard to see, isn't it? Like as as dafted it as dafted it is when uh, Bamford's gone as long as he has without a goal now, and Tyler Roberts scores two, he'll still start with Bamford. Yeah, so Mesley and goal, Ailing White, Cooper, Dallas, Phillips holding, Click Hernandez in middle, Costa right, Harrison left, Bamford up front. Did someone write a song about our starting lineup? Uh, well, I, I, it wasn't quite about the starting lineup, but it. He do, there is a certain Paul Wilson song that sounds a bit like that. Yeah. yeah um, one thing I did want to talk about was uh, oh, I know that they've, they can be a bit wasteful with crosses, but I think Harrison and Costa have been really good the last few games. I thought Jack Harrison had a great game. Yeah, yeah. So I was, and again, it's quite nice seeing him having the confidence to, to still bomb on. I know. Uh, I think since. Probably since the the Forest game, I think the two of them have really picked up. I think the Forest game was just, was a struggle, especially for Harrison. Um, 
yeah, I think we spoke last time for a few minutes about how impressed we'd been with Costa in the Brentford game. Mm. Um, but no, as, as a threat now, they are they're, they're too constantly getting forward, trying to get by the fullback. Um, so yeah, it, hopefully can keep those two in decent form. Yeah, they really seem to get going. I mean, Click has been quality the whole way through. Hernandez has had some good games and some bad games, but like even when he's been off it, he's been doing stuff. Yeah, that's and, it. I and mean, the, I do like this kind of late change of him off for Shackleton to provide some energy. Mm. With Hernandez as well, like the that that was the Borough game in a nutshell, wasn't it? I, I don't think Hernandez really brought a whole lot to that game, but he did get the assist. Yeah. And he had, he, I mean, he nearly scored a really good goal as well, but Ainsley Pears made a good save. That was one of the things that, I mean, Hull's best player was probably the keeper in the last 4 0. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else that really stood out in that game, but I can't think of anyone. I know Kevin Stewart had a couple of decent efforts, but no, like you say. Did you see was... Luke Ayling's shithousery of Kevin Stewart at the end of the game? Yes. We're yes, up that was here. You're down there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice. I loved I loved the hand motions just to really, <laughs> you know, just to really show what he's saying. Yeah, just to sell it to the people at home. And speaking yeah. of selling things to the people at home, buy tickets for the gig at the Irish Centre on Friday the 20th of March. I know I've just plugged it, but I'm going to plug it again because it was a good way to get to it. <laughs> what day is it on? It is Friday the 20th of March. Friday, Friday, Friday. I, was, I wanted to make sure before I said Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, Casey, I'm thinking that we've rocketed through that, but I think we're about done. Yeah, like I say, there's, there's not been a whole lot of news apart from the one big apart bit. Apart from we've one done. really big bit of news, half of which we can't talk about until the report comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about, uh, the, the one that we do next week will probably be longer because there's three games to preview instead of just the one. Yeah. Uh, and all the, all the under 23 games have been called off. Bloody Kira. Yeah. And Dennis. And Yevgeny. Yeah. Giancarlo. Yeah, well, yeah. Apparently, it is Jan, isn't it? <laughs> Jan yeah, Pavelka. Well, yeah, I, I, like that was the thing because it was just it, when we were first linked with him, it was just Ian Pavelka, and then as soon as I saw Carlo, and well, that's Jan Carlo, isn't it? Yeah. There's no way he is Ian Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's a lot of foreign flair. Yeah, all the foreign flair. And hopefully we'll have some foreign flair to report about on Through It All Together, which you should all visit and read and stuff when we put stuff out. Admittedly, there's not loads and loads of stuff going on at the minute because no one has any scathing opinions of the team that are doing really well. Yeah. Uh, but it's been very good to watch lately. But stuff we write goes up on there, which is at THRU, it's all LUFC. We're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. Uh, buy tickets for the gig. It will get linked on Twitter more and more in the run-up to it. Uh, if you're about in Leeds before the game, uh, it sounds as if Dom and Paul will be playing at the Griffin at about 12 o'clock, which will be done in plenty of time to either get the bus or walk down to Ellen Road or whatever it is that you do. Uh, other than that, I think we're good, unless you've got to add, Casey. No, I'm good. Hey, nice one, flown through that. <laughs> Well, it's quite a good one to fly through because we won the quiz last week. Well, not last. We won the quiz, so I've got like six free pints of lager to drink. Good work. So that's what I'm off to go do in about 20 minutes. So anyway, I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit. Mm-hmm.